0: Welcome to the Xenial Dome's Little Dome. My name is Gareth Gwynn. And I'm Sears. And well, this is normally a look back at this month in Xenial history. But we've decided, as it's the first one of a new year... Oh, happy 2024, by the way. That's weird. <laughs> I'm not...
1: With each year that goes by, it takes me longer to get used to using that number for the new year. It's yeah. so, like I'm barely bedded into 2023.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's true. Also, you, like... People always used to joke about writing the wrong number on checks. Yes. Well, now I mean, I haven't I haven't written a check since oh. some time in the 2010s. So I think if you if you handed me a check, I'd probably write 2012. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, I'm well behind. Is my point? Um, yeah. So um, what we've decided to do. Um, we've done this in the past. It's the first one of the new year. It's Christmas leftovers. Oh. Uh, so what we'll do... You're drinking a Baileys. I'm
1: drinking... I'm on my second Baileys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do is, in this episode, um, rather than look back at a month in 10 history, we're going to look back at episodes where I had stuff left over and I went, oh, I don't know where to put this. Uh, so what's going to happen is... Um it's gonna be a bunch of things that we didn't <laughs> find space for in other episodes. There's a whole chunk of an episode we didn't even put out. Um How so... are you
1: gonna separate the how are you gonna let people know the years?
0: I think I'm gonna say. Oh you're just gonna I'm say I'm just it. gonna say it. I'm say gonna say words. it. So for example Great. This is a bit from December nineteen eighty seven.
1: Brilliant. Classic, <laughs> classic way of approaching it. Just say it. <laughs>
0: interesting one in terms of big films and getting them onto daytime TV was it was the network premiere of Ghostbusters on ITV on Boxing Day. Oh, okay. But they had to make a television edit because of certain words in it. And in the film Dan Aykroyd calls Walter Peck dickless and ITV changed this to Wallywick. Wallywick.
1: What? Yeah, it's not... What did they do, dub it?
0: Uh, They did an alternate take. So they did, like, a daytime TV edit.
1: Oh, when they were filming the film? Like, the actual... Yeah,
0: this is the television edit of the film containing alternate takes to accommodate more family-friendly viewing, such as Dan Aykroyd's profanity towards the character Walter Peck being changed to Wally Wick.
1: I really hate that. There's there's another better alternative. There
0: must be... There must be better... Better phrases. Spineless. Penisless. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <clears throat> it's just like they th- like they think we us as kids are just idiots. Like we're not going to be watching that and and just accept it, surely
0: oh i don't know i think i think kids accept a lot of stuff sometimes you know when you watch something when you're a kid i love this when i was a kid and then you watch it and you go this is barely even animation <laughs> it's two it's it's two drawings placed concurrently <laughs> i think you can get a lot past kids i think Wallywick will will be the least of the things that they'll be questioning
1: but that doesn't even mean anything because I'm I'm imagining that Saint Nicholas is trying to make out that he's a scaly cat or or spineless, like I yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, but because Wick doesn't mean that. So
0: no, it's not a term, and, and I can safely say, you know, this is 1987. Enough times passed, I'm I'm happy to go on record. It hasn't caught on. <laughs> Okay, that was a clip from December 1987 The next clip I think is probably also going to be from December 1987 Okay So, um, the same, same episode Same era D- Don't leave that headspace
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some people are still wearing flares Yeah
0: <laughs> uh, This is December 1987 We had a message During the week from someone called Tom who has been listening back to a, f- a few episodes ago. Do you remember when we did Pop Idol
1: and yes. we talked
0: about Pop Idol pop stars mm-hmm. all of them. And we were shocked that the age range was 16 to 26. Yeah. He messaged to say that 16 to 26 Pop Idol range is the same as the Navy. Coinc- coincidence <laughs> coincidence, but it, it it did make me. I did sort of stop and go. Oh, we were there going like, oh, it's young, isn't it? Oh, it's young. It's young to. It's young to put them on telly. Oh, it's young. And then I was like, it's young to be on a boat in a war.
1: But also, are they the just the two choices? You either yeah, have to join yeah. the navy, or you have to go up in front of whoever it is, Simon Cowell, or
0: Fleet Commander Simon Cowell. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. You know when you did those career things in school, you had to answer all the questions. Mine did say something like you could work in the media, you could do something in science, or you could be a sheet leather technician. And I remember thinking, I can't hedge my bets on those, though, can I? <laughs> like you can't go, well, I'll go down so far down that route, and then and then. Hang on. Left left turned a sheet leather technician.
1: To Google, but what the heck is a sheet leather technician?
0: Don't know, but every single kid in my school got recommended sheet leather technician. It really sticks in my head. I don't know anyone who didn't do that form and on their no. top technician.
1: Hang on. Sheet. Yeah. Leather. Yeah. Technician.
0: Yeah. You know when you see sheets made of leather?
1: <laughs> no, never. <laughs> <laughs> See, what, what are you talking about do you have leather sheets well this I... this is completely changing my perception of you
0: that <laughs> i've never come in contact with a sheet leather technician in my life but in Port Albert, in the late nineties, they really need, there must have been a shortage. We all got sheet leather technicians somewhere on our top five. Because in my
1: head, yeah, in my head, I keep thinking, oh, is this something to do with the steelworks? But no, no. it's leather.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, sheet leather technician, and <laughs> all of us got it. All of us got it. So I think. The way the system works, is as you answer the questions, it is eliminating jobs rather than pushing <laughs> yeah. ones to the fore. And I don't know what you have to say to say you can't be a sheet leather technician. I mean, if, if you are a sheet leather technician and you're listening to this show, get in touch. because Oh, and also, given how much it was recommended to kids in the 90s, statistically, we've definitely got one <laughs> listening.
1: <laughs> I always got teacher... Always Uh, without
0: fail. I think there was a box you could take where it was like, Is your parent a teacher? Yes. And they're like, Right, we'll skip this one for you. (laughs) You've seen how the sausage is made. (laughs) Do
1: you know what's going to be really weird? Like, I think memory wise, I'm going to have two streams of memory now because of this podcast. I'll have a stream of real-life memory of these periods and then I'll have a parallel one like running like parallel to that memory. Yeah. Based on these episodes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
0: You're gonna yes gonna to totally... Oh yeah
1: I remember that. I was I was there. Yeah. No, I, it
0: was. I, I sometimes think that's probably how Stuart McConey feels having spent all those years in the nineties working on those I love the seventies and eighties and nineties <laughs> shows. For old Stuart McConey. is probably like when did that happen? <laughs> Such a good prompt. <laughs> <laughs> I was either doing a Rubik's Cube or talking about doing a Rubik's Cube <laughs> This is uh, the Christmas leftover episode of the Xenial Dome where we're putting out little bits and bobs that we had to cut out. We actually ended up with an episode that, for very boring technical reasons, we couldn't put out. Um, but now we've rescued a big old chunk of it. So um, we did think about sitting on this one for a year, didn't we? And just going, oh, well, like, great. That's no- that's one, one week of November In next year we don't need to worry about. Um, but I'm not, I'm not having a fill up clogging up my hard drive for a year (laughs) let's burn it so uh this is from november 1991 a crime wave was sweeping the country in november 1991 and actually it was in november where the government went we have to put a stop to this
1: okay real crime
0: real crime and i'm intrigued as to whether this affected Aberystwyth in the way it did neath because i read this and i was thinking oh yeah this is all everyone was talking about for the winter of 1991
1: is it something to do with parking
0: not directly okay (laughs) i would do you know what the parked car is where the crime starts
1: breaking into cars
0: yeah joyriding The government announced that joyriders who are found guilty should face a maximum penalty of five years' imprisonment, as well as unlimited fines and unlimited automatic driving bans. Joyriding has recently surged across Britain, with almost all of those involved being children and teenagers. Was joyriding a big deal when you were a kid?
1: I remember the term, and you've just made me think that I haven't heard that term in a while. No,
0: no. We had two cars stolen in the space of, I would say, about 18 months. Right, okay. Uh, It was a big deal. And this was the thing, because I read this and I went, oh, yeah, everyone was getting their car pinched.
1: Oh, hang on. You as a family. As a family. When you said we, I thought you meant Neith Patalba. No,
0: no. (laughs) One family. No, my girlfriend's family—they had two cars pinched.
1: Yeah, hang on. Where did she live? Neath. Jo- sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just—it's this,
1: this is a Neath issue. The only time I've ever seen an attempted car robbery, yeah, was in the uh <laughs> in the district of Neath Port
0: Talbot two weeks ago. <laughs> really. Re- still flying the flag <laughs> i
1: genuinely think you're like a hot spot for it and it and it's the been... trend hasn't gone away i want i want to see regional figures for this though i would be really interested to know what the rate was in Aberystwyth cuz i don't remember any instances any... oh it was a big
0: it was a big deal and i found an episode of top gear from the time about joyriding <gasps> um it was the fastest growing crime in the country Prior to the 90s, car theft was about people stealing cars to go home. People used to steal, people used to be out and about to go, like, nah, missed the bus. Well, there's always a car. Wow. <laughs> and so people were pinching cars to go home. That changed in the late 80s and early 90s to joyriding and just for ki- fun. and basically teenagers pinching cars just to razz them around. And. The police policy at the time was to not pursue the cars if lives um are at, r- are at risk because their, their yeah. fear was it's like chasing cars like through streets and they'd dangerous and things like that um they wouldn't put a roadblock for fear of crowd. like it was a quite a difficult mm. thing for the police to sort of manage but in the top gear episode i watched the police kind of say yeah we don't pursue the vehicles and you know we wouldn't do a roadblock and then the presenter goes out with the police and i watched them have nine vehicles chasing a car and doing a roadblock <laughs> 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 and there's a real element of like the telly are here let's make this look good yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah they wow. um they said that we used the minimum number of vehicles for their trap and it was nine vehicles a motorcycle and a helicopter <gasps>
1: Because I do, I do remember it being a big thing, I, well, as in being talked about. But yeah. sometimes when stuff's talked about, it's not really reflective of how yeah. big an issue something was. Um, I remember my mum used to be really paranoid about the car, but she, but this was the period when she was reading the Daily Mail, right? Okay, and so a lot of issues that were covered in the Daily Mail didn't really affect Book Street. <laughs> So I, I we never had a car stolen. I've never ever had a car stolen ever. Where were they pinched from?
0: <laughs> so, the first one was pinched from outside our house. And I remember Dad telling me that they had a knock on the door in the middle of the night and the police said the, the police were there and they said, "Can you show us your car keys?" And my dad ran upstairs to get the car keys and as he ran upstairs he looked out of the window and could see that the car wasn't on the road oh. where we used to park he was like i know exactly what happened to hear. so we ran down showed the police the car keys and they were like right okay uh, your car is and it was like the other side of the village abandoned right the second time it was stolen from the center of swansea in the middle of the day oh. <laughs> uh in a car park called park towy anyone who uh lives in swansea we'll know this we'll know this as the toys rs car park right <laughs> and i don't think we were the only people who had their car pinched outside toys R Us. we'd been in swansea came mm. out looking for the car and doing that thing wandering around the car park for ages, trying to that we're, we're surely parked here we had to get a lift home because i think you called the police and the police at the time were a bit like okay we'll add it to the list and then the next day i remember my grandfather took my dad down at like 8 a.m to look at the car park partly because i think my dad was just a bit afraid that he just hadn't seen the car and he wanted to see the car park (laughs) when it was empty just make sure (laughs) (laughs) he wanted to see the car when it was totally empty like first thing on a sunday morning just go no it's definitely not here is it but after that My dad obviously invested in. There was a big business. My memory was there was a big business in all the car paraphernalia. So there was. um, Let me let
1: me uh,
0: go on. Crook clock. Crook clock. Yeah.
1: For some reason, my dad was obsessed with putting the crook clock on.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, we were obsessed with putting the crook clock on because (laughs) we'd had two crooks (laughs) (laughs) take advantage. But there was the one. There was the one that went. It sort of went over the um, handbrake. Yes. And then round the top of the gear stick. Yeah. But I remember my dad put that on. And then one day, he was like, I don't think this is as good as you think. And then managed to like wiggle it off with his hand. He just like grabbed it and managed to get it off without <laughs> using the key. And he was like, this is not as good as oh they think God. it is.
1: As went over the steering wheel.
0: We'd always put that on. The big bar of the steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> there was a. Ch- this was when. Uh, we had a car. I don't know if we used this and the bar across the wheel because this would. Be, but we had a chain that was connected to one of the chairs, literally like a chain that you would associate with Jacob Marley wearing in um, right. <laughs> in a Christmas Carol. That was under one of the seats that you sort of brought up, wrapped around the steering wheel. <laughs> and then you sort of padlock, old-school padlocked. So we, we did that so on one of our cars. It? it sounds so doesn't it? like
1: Because the car, you know, at, at any given point, the car is seen as a measure of engineering, ingenuity, you know. Yeah. And the fact that it's quite a modern thing, and then suddenly you're just wrapping it in We, ra- chain. we would wrap
0: a chain around <laughs> the steering wheel, and I think it was joined... I think it was joined to the, like, the base of the seats or something. Wow. And then the other thing we had was an immobiliser switch.
1: <laughs> this sounds very American. I do
0: And that was in the footwell of the passenger sh- seat. Oh, so I'm giving this away now. So if anyone wanted to try and steal a car from the mid-90s that we owned. <laughs> basically, it was footwell of the passenger seat right in the sort of by, where i'll tell you exactly where it was it was exactly where your right foot would sit because, oh, okay. on, because on more than one occasion while driving a car would just go oh. <laughs> just oh. entirely, because one of us had accidentally kicked the immobilizer switch which would like bring the car to a hot so to a on. slow so how, how
1: would it how would it stop a burglar
0: because when you get out of the car, you knock the immobiliser switch. So when they break in, they can try and hotwire the car. Oh. But it, unless you turn the immobiliser switch on, then it won't start.
1: I'm thinking about my kids now. So my, my daughter's the same age as I would have been in this period. Mm. Um, I don't think she has ever considered that someone would steal our car. I don't think it's even entered her head of all the things that she she might worry about. Yeah. You know, she she worries about hackers, computer hackers. Uh, yeah. Um because they saw they watched a video in school that was I don't know in her mind it's terrifying because it's a person. It's a it, it's a dark silhouetted person.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes
1: hacking video computer i I can
0: picture the video right now yeah (laughs) Yeah. because if there's one thing that hackers never do in reconstructions it's turn the big light on (laughs) just i've never thought about that before but in 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 any reconstruction a hacker is always working purely by the light of their screen No, no no one's ever no one's ever done a good hack with their it fully illuminated.
1: You need the right ambience. Yeah, you do. It would appear you do. Yeah. But yeah, but she, she will, yeah. I bet you anything that it has never entered her mind that someone could steal our car or any car. And also because I don't think I've ever talked about it with her. Of all the crimes that I have talked to her about. Yeah. That have come up. I don't think I've ever talked about someone stealing a oh, car. Oh, well,
0: there's a great video on YouTube of Top Gear in 1991 to show her. <laughs> The other thing is, so nineteen seventy seven is the youngest Zenials, which mm. means that by nineteen ninety one how old would you've been? Nineteen ninety
1: one. You'd have been fourteen.
0: Yeah, so the oldest Zennials would have been fourteen. I'm trying to work out if we've got any joy riders listening. Oh <gasps> i you know
1: Does someone have your car? <laughs> <laughs> <to someone. laughs>
0: uh, if I'd you can very, find uh, Gareth's car. Do you know what? If if you have got it, genuinely, my mum is still cross about the fact that there were two quite new coats in the boot oh. and the insurance didn't give us the money for the coats. So what was in the car and it was two winter coats. And they were from Marks and Spencer's. So uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, a, uh, I think I've written off the car but if we could get the coats back yeah. uh, that, that would be great oh. <laughs> that was uh, the Zenial Dome's Little Dome Christmas Leftovers episode uh, I hope you enjoyed it I'm, st- <laughs> I'm stuffed <Yeah. laughs> I'm absolutely stuffed <laughs> if you want to get in touch you can of course at, the Dome at Hotmail.com uh, you can email us. You can also send a message on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok. Uh, we will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. And Happy New Year. Oh,
1: yeah. Happy New Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs>